Section two of Lucretia Borgia by Ferdinand Gregorius. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Emily Maynard. Book one, chapter two. Lucretia's mother. About fourteen sixty six or fourteen sixty seven, Cardinal Rodrigo's magnetism attracted a woman of Rome, Vanozza Catanei. We know that she was born in July fourteen forty two, but of her family we are wholly ignorant. Writers of that day also call her Rosa and Caterina, although she named herself, in well-authenticated documents, Vanazza Catenae. Paolo Giovio states that Vanotti was her patronymic, and although there was a clan of that name in Rome, he is wrong. Vanazza was probably the nickname for Giovanna, thus we find in the early records of that age Vanazza di Nardis, Vanazza di Zanobais, di Pontianis, and others. There was a Catenae family in Rome, as there was in Ferrara, Genoa, and elsewhere. The name was derived from the title Capitanius. In a notarial document of 1502, the name of Alexander's mistress is given in its ancient form, Venotia de Capitanius. Lita, to whom Italy is indebted for the great work on her illustrious families, a wonderful work in spite of its errors and omissions, ventures the opinion that Venazza was a member of the Farnese family and a daughter of Ranuccia there is however no ground for this theory in written instruments of that time she is explicitly called madonna vanazza di casa catenae none of vanazza's contemporaries have stated what were the characteristics which enabled her to hold the pleasure-loving cardinal so surely and to secure her recognition as the mother of several of his acknowledged children we may imagine her to have been a strong and voluptuous woman like those still seen about the streets of rome they possess none of the grace of the ideal woman of the umbrian school but they have something of the magnificent of the imperial city juno and venus are united in them they would resemble the ideals of titian and paul veronese but for their black hair and dark complexion blonde and red hair have always been rare among the romans Venazza doubtless was of great beauty and ardent passions, for if not, how could she have inflamed a Rodrigo Borgia? Her intellect, too, although uncultivated, must have been vigorous, for if not, how could she have maintained her relations with the cardinal? The date given above was the beginning of this liaison, if we may believe the Spanish historian Mariana, who says that Venazza was the mother of Don Pedro Luis, Rodrigo's eldest son in a notarial instrument of fourteen eighty two this son of the cardinal is called a youth adolescence which signified a person fourteen or fifteen years of age in what circumstances venazza was living when cardinal barja made her acquaintance we do not know it is not likely that she was one of the innumerable courtesans who thanks to the liberality of their retainers led most brilliant lives in rome at that period for had she been the novelists and epigrammatists of the day would have made her famous the chronicler in Fessura, who must have been acquainted with Venazza, relates that Alexander the Sixth, wishing to make his natural son Caesar a cardinal, caused it to appear, by false testimony, that he was the legitimate son of a certain Domenico of Arignano, and he adds that he had even married Venazza to this man. The testimony of a contemporary and Roman should have weight, but no other writer except Mariana, who evidently bases his statement on Infessura, mentions this Domenico, and we shall soon see that there could have been no legal acknowledged marriage of Venazza and this unknown man. She was the cardinal's mistress for a much longer time before he himself, for the purpose of cloaking his relations with her and for lightening his burden, gave her a husband. His relations with her continued for a long time after she had a recognized consort. 
The first acknowledged husband of Venazzo was Giorgio de Croce, a Milanese, for whom Cardinal Rodrigo had obtained from Sixtus IV a position as apostolic secretary. It is uncertain at just what time she allied herself with this man, but she was living with him as his wife in 1480 in a house on the Piazzo Pizzo di Merlo, which is now called Sforza Cesarini, near which was Cardinal Borgia's palace. Even as early as this, Venazzo was the mother of several children acknowledged by the cardinal, Giovanni, Caesar, and Lucretia. There is no doubt whatever about these, although the descent of the eldest of the children, Pedro Luis, from the same mother is only highly probable. Thus far, the date of the birth of this Borgia bastard has not been established, and authorities differ. In absolutely authentic records, I discovered the dates of birth of Caesar and Lucretia, which clear up forever many errors regarding the genealogy and even the history of the house. Caesar was born in the month of April 1476, the day is not given, and Lucretia on the 18th of April 1480. Their father, when he was pope, gave their ages in accordance with these dates. In October 1501, he mentioned the subject to the ambassador of Ferrara, and the latter, writing to the Duke Ercole, said, The pope gave me to understand that the duchess, Lucretia, was in her twenty-second year, which she will complete next April, in which month also the most illustrious Duke of Romagna, Caesar, will be twenty-six. If the correctness of the father's statement of the age of his own children is questioned, it may be confirmed by other reports and records. In despatches which a Ferrarese ambassador sent to the same duke from Rome much earlier, namely in February and March 1483, the age of Caesar at that time is given as 16 to 17 years, which agrees with the subsequent statement of his father. The son of Alexander VI was therefore a few years younger than has hitherto been supposed, and this fact has an important bearing upon his short and terrible life. Mariana, therefore, and other authors who follow him, err in stating that Caesar, Rodrigo's second son, was older than his brother Giovanni. In reality, Giovanni must have been two years older than Caesar. Venetian letters from Rome, written in October 1496, describe him as a young man of twenty-two. He, accordingly, must have been born in 1474. Lucretia herself came into the world April 18, 1480. This exact date is given in a Valencian document. Her father was then 49 and her mother 38 years of age. The Roman or Spanish astrologers cast the horoscope of the child according to the constellation which was in the ascendancy and congratulated Cardinal Rodrigo on the brilliant career foretold for his daughter by the stars. Easter had just passed. Magnificent festivities had been held in honor of the elector Ernst of Saxony, who, together with the Duke of Brunswick and Wilhelm von Henneberg, had arrived in Rome March 22nd. These gentlemen were accompanied by a retinue of two hundred knights, and a house in the Parioni quarter had been placed at their disposal. Pope Sixtus IV loaded them with honors, and great astonishment was caused by a magnificent hunt which Girolamo Riario, the all-powerful Nepot, gave for them at Magliana on the Tiber. These princes departed from Rome on the 14th of April. The papacy was at that time changing to a political despotism, and nepotism was assuming the character which later was to give Caesar Borgia all his ferocity. Sixtus IV, a mighty being and a character of a much more powerful caste than even Alexander VI, was at war with Florence, where he had countenanced the Pazzi conspiracy for the murder of the Medici. He had made Girolamo Riario a great prince in Romagna, and later Alexander VI planned a similar career for his son Caesar. Lucretia was indeed born at a terrible period in the world's history. 
The papacy was stripped of all holiness, religion was altogether material, and immorality was boundless. The bitterest family feuds raged in the city, in the Ponte, Parioni, and Regola quarters, where kinsmen incited by murder daily met in deadly combat. In this very year, 1480, there was a new uprising of the old factions of Guelph and Ghibelline in Rome. There the Savelli and Colonna were against the Pope, and here the Orsini for him, while the Valle, Margana, and Santa Croce families, inflamed by a desire for revenge for blood which had been shed, allied themselves with one or the other faction. End of section 2